Hello, Top Fan Rivalry followers. On Thursday morning, it's good to have you here. We're almost to Friday. I guess we're at Friday Eve. Um, and I brought back some of the, the fellas on the East Coast. They're excited to be here. I'm excited to have them. I can't wait to hear uh, their comments. I brought back the Drunk Phil's fans. So, fellas, why don't you introduce yourselves real quick before we get started with the questions? Absolutely. Thanks for having us back on, Bill. Uh, great time last time. Uh, this is Chris, uh, the founder of Drunk Phil's Fans. It's been around for uh, about 14 years. Uh, Phillies-focused, MLB-focused, uh, baseball group, sometimes irreverent. Uh, the voice of the fans always telling exactly how we feel. feel. I'll say that. <laughs> sometimes. I love that. That's At least you're being honest. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I, I'm Dugan. Uh, I'm I'm an admin on the on the uh, Drunk Phil's page. I've been with the page probably about eight years now. I've been friends with Chris since we were kids. Grew up in the neighborhood together, and he invited me to join the page. And uh, it's a great outlet to uh, celebrate and be frustrated and have some humor with with uh, a bunch of great Phillies fans and uh, a really neat uh, community. So it's a lot of fun. Awesome. I love it. I have to tell you, uh, boys, that we hired a marketing director for our um, uh, for our company, and she's based out in Texas, but her dad grew up in Long Island, which makes him a Mets fan. And every now and again, when she screws something up, I call her Phillies Bank, you know, or when she gets frustrated, <laughs> I call her Phillies Bank. And then so I, I try to teach her kids that, hey, when mom's not being nice, call her Phillies mom and see what happens and, <laughs> and i had somebody on today and he goes please don't down he's a philly fan he goes please don't downgrade the phillies <laughs> there you go well hopefully, hopefully she performs better for you than the mets did for her that, that's what i told her i'm like you could say whatever you want to say but come see me in october you guys don't get to play this year yeah <laughs> yeah yep Last year, I almost won 50 bucks from a buddy of mine because I told him as an Angel fan, I said, I guarantee you're going to play in October this year. And he almost took me up on it. And I said, listen, I guarantee it. Like, no questions asked. I just know it. And he almost took me up on it. And then when he decided he wasn't going to take me up on it, I said, it's probably a good thing since the last game of the season is October 1st. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was guaranteed you're going to play in October. I, listen, I didn't say the playoffs. I said, I guarantee you're going to play in October. I mean, the Mets probably made T-shirts for that. Honestly, they're not <laughs> yeah. used to it. <laughs> probably they we probably say Berlander or Scherzer on the back. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> paying them for years. There you go. Crazy. So, uh, Chris, let me start with you. Thoughts on uh, on spring training? Uh, the boys have, for the most part, have reported. You know, there are a little bit of kind of you know the light stragglers and stuff like that, but. You know, Thursday morning, pitchers and catchers are reported. Most have reported. So tell me what your thoughts are on spring training. I don't know if I was on this time last year, but whatever I said this time last year, it's the same thing because it's the <laughs> same team. Nothing changed. They didn't add anyone. They didn't remove anyone. It's the same team, basically. Uh, I mean, that being said, you know, they were Bryce Harperless last year for a large portion of it. Uh, they had a mixed match of nonsense players at first base we got a full year of Bryce they won 90 last year I really don't care about that number but I think it's got to tick up a little bit with you know a full year of Bryce so I'm looking at 93 um, my, my spring training hope is that the starters play 
and get the at-bats and we're not rolling into April with, oh, you know what? This guy's a little rusty. This guy can't go four innings. Play the guys seven innings. I know it's like their time to like kind of chill and hang out and be with families, but this is like their job. Let's go. Like I want November, you know, I don't, you know, I really feel strongly that uh, we need to see some players, but there's other minor league games going on. We can see them there um, and, and mix them in in the eighth and ninth. I want to see our guys playing a large portion of spring training. And I'm talking 75% of the innings is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, uh, well, I, I'll come back to that in a second. I love your insight to that. Uh, Dugan, your thoughts. Yeah, I'm with Chris. I mean, the Phillies really didn't make many changes, but they're they're a good baseball team. I mean, we were one win away from going to the World Series last year, and unfortunately, they fell short. So, the lineup, the the rotation, it's all pretty much fixed already. They really don't have many openings right now. A um, little disappointed that they didn't upgrade the bench a little bit because I think that's an area that they could have really um, maybe added a right-handed bat with a little power. Um, so that's hopefully, I mean, Dabrowski's made some moves late in spring training since he's been here with the Phillies, some big ones, Harper, Schwarber, Castellanos, to name a, fr- a few um, in March. So not to say we're going to get a Bellinger or somebody like that, but maybe one of the second tier um, free agents that uh, that can come in and, and platoon in left field and maybe give us a little pop off the bat. Um, to, to parlay on what Chris said about having a full year of Harper, Hopefully Trey Turner gets out of the gates a little quicker than he did last year. He started really slow, struggled pretty much through the all-star break, uh, took the fans, giving him a couple standing ovations to kind of get him going. And once he did, he was on fire. So hopefully we get a good Trey Turner right out of the gate and, uh, and the Phillies start fast, which has been a problem for them uh, the past couple seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's funny that you guys say that because I, I looked at your team and I was waiting for something. I was waiting, you know, Reese um, departing made sense. I mean, it probably not the favorite of the fan favorite moves, but it made sense business wise. And I mean, you got Harper there for the next 112 years, um, which is good. Uh, But I was waiting for something because you guys were one win. Like you said, you're one win away and baseball has changed. Uh, It's diverted back back into the 80s style of baseball where it was get them on, get them over, get them in. And so the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Cardinals are all going to struggle with the same thing that probably uh, the Padres, several teams that have shots, they want the five run home run every at bat. You guys got to get Trey Turner to move. He's got to get 40 stolen bases this season. So that being said with the dynamics of the game, tell me, you know, uh, Dugan, we'll start with you on this one. Tell me about the roster invitees. Is there anything, I know Chris said everything's kind of identical, but is there anything that stands out to you and you say, ah, gee, I hope that guy gets an invite or hope he breaks camp. Is there anybody? Yeah, there's really not much. I mean, like I said, you know, the the, the starting nine's pretty much set. The bench is pretty much set. Uh, they may have a, a bullpen spot open. Um, other than that, I think the roster is pretty set. They got a couple young bull, Griff McGarry, that are high prospects that I'm interested in seeing them throw in the spring. Um, they're not going to be up with the big club, but who knows, maybe, you know, second half of the season, they might be a guy that they tap to to come in. Because I think the Phillies have an issue with um, 
with rotation depth. You know, injuries could be a big thing if the Phillies have a guy go down. I don't think they're very deep in the rotation. So maybe one of these guys is there just in waiting to, to come in and pick up some innings if somebody goes down. So uh, Abel and Gary are two guys that I'm interested in. Um, they have a first baseman, Carlos De La Cruz, with 24 home runs last year down at Double A. I don't think he'll make the jump from Double A to trip to to the pros this year, but he's a guy with some pop, right-handed, big, tall guy, six foot eight or something like that. Uh, he's a guy I'd like to see get some get some extended look in uh, in spring training and just get to see him um, develop. And he'll probably start the year either at Double A with a quick move up to triple A or start writing triple A. Uh, so those are the three guys I'm looking at, but I don't really see anybody taking a job uh, away from somebody who's here right now, unless they bring somebody in from the outside, a free agent or, or a trade. Okay. I, I like that. I mean, I, you know, again, Chris, uh, same thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Start again. And, and Griff McGarry. So this kid is not a kid anymore. He's 25. Uh, He's not going to make it. He, he, you know, when you are 25 and you have control issues, you normally don't figure it out at 26. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see him be a piece, you know, cause he's a top 20 prospect for the fills. He's a piece that you just move. Uh, I'm not afraid to move Mick Abel either. He's another one who's much younger. I think he's 19 or maybe just turned 20. Uh, electric fastball added a gyro slide and start for but again control issues i think that's something very difficult to to teach with these kids specifically because they're going max effort and they're not looking to maddox hit the corners uh they're looking to break bats they're looking to throw up uh and i hope that the kind of phillies philosophy of kind of throwing up is is not the uh is not the way that they're teaching now um to add on like one guy that like it was such a mistake, but like, I really want this guy, this guy, then Rodolfo Castro on the bench and that's slap nuts. And we, that's who we call Scott Kingery. Uh, he was signed to a major league contract as a minor leaguer, a six year minor league contract and has 300 at bats, like really never did what we thought they thought he was going to do, but he's one of those multi-positional guys. He's a right-handed batter. Um, and I just think he's a reclamation project where I would love the story of the underdog and Rocky. There's no bigger underdog than slap nuts. Trust me. Like everyone's buried this kid. I just hope he does something, found something. He he just recently got married. So I, you know, at least he, he got a hit. Um, or at least a win, because this kid, kid's just been getting knocked down for five years. Uh, I want to see Scott Kingery do well. Yeah, yeah. It's let's put that on the back of his jersey. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> on our Every page, they don't even know who Scott Kingery is slap. because they know it's slap knots. They just think that it's. I mean, you you'd end up having a bunch of. <laughs> You end up having a bunch of guys in the stadium buying the jersey, and every mom in the stadium like offended and writing letters to, uh, <laughs> you know, the Phillies organization. What the heck? Um, okay, so you guys mentioned it, and so I got I got a bonus question for you, but I got my last question for you here. So we're looking at twenty twenty four season. Okay, pitchers catchers reported. We're getting it started. 
Um, where do we see the Phillies at? I mean, you have you now have some different competition in the National League, right? You've got um, you got guys like Shohei now in the National League. So, what, Chris? Start me out here. Tell me what you see happening for the Phillies this year as a twenty twenty four season. Uh, second place, beating the Braves in the second round of the playoffs, beating the Dodgers and the NLCS, uh, and then probably going on to have the 1983 rematch where it's, uh, Baltimore against the Phillies where we win. So, you know, John I don't care if we got, <laughs> yeah, uh, Len Cicada, 81 wins, gets a cent. I'm cool with that. If it's 94, I'm cool. Uh, but I mean, what the Phillies do is beat the Braves in the playoffs. It's just a given. Um, everyone knows this. Uh, it's not new news. We, you know, 93, the past two years, uh, someone else will do a bat spike on, uh, WB Mason, uh, who spent their strider. Uh, but, but, you know, anything less than the world series championship right now is for the, it's win now. Like this team that it has to happen. They have to do it. I feel like Bryce is one of those guys that hasn't done it. And I don't want him to be one of those guys that like, you know, I'm thinking of Don Mattingly, the year he leaves the Yankees, like they win it the year Bryce left uh, Washington, they win it. Like, I, I don't want that to be a story. Makes sense. So Chris is basically just so that, you know, top fans, Chris has just said, the Phillies are going to go 13 and 0 in the playoffs, um, bringing home the hardware. Like, and each game they're going to win like 19 to two. I get it, Chris. Uh, you know, Dugan, <laughs> do you have it? Like, are you going to say anything you can do? I can do better. We're going to go 14 and 0 in the playoffs. Like, are you going to try to add a game in there or something like that? I mean, no. I mean, I agree with Chris. I think you know the Braves are definitely the class of the division, and I, I think when you look at the National League. Um, the Dodgers, the improvements they made, um, you know, I, it's probably Braves, Dodgers. And I think the Phillies are right there as the third best team in the National League. Uh, um, so uh, Chris is right. The, the Braves, you know, they don't beat us in the playoffs. I don't know why. I don't know how, but we we get up when we play the Braves in the playoffs and we and we take it to them. I mean, so uh, I look forward to doing that again. That's always fun to do. Um, and I'd like to see a matchup with the Phillies and the Dodgers with Otani and, and, uh, and Harper in, in a, in a national championship. That would be, that would be must watch TV, not just for Phillies and Dodgers fans, but for baseball fans. I think that would be a great series. Um, so we'll see. I, I expect the Phillies to be right. In the mix vision. Um, but like Chris said, just get in and get in and win. That's, that's, that's the key. As long as you're at the dance, it doesn't matter like how you got to the dance. You just got to get there. And then you pick your dance partner from there. Yep. Yeah. Get hot at the right time. We figured that one out somehow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can't, you know, Chris, Chris, you know, talked about the Dodgers and pushed it a little bit quarter. Let's see if I can get these boys back. For those of you who are listening now, I'm sure on Thursday, if you're listening in Philly, you're going to go, are you kidding me? If you're listening anywhere else in the country, you probably don't know what I'm talking about here. But here we go. Um, Dugan, we're going to give you the first shot at this. Are you are you boys ready? Bonus question. Okay. I'm ready. Philadelphia, PA, or Camden, New Jersey? Better cheesesteaks. Oh, I'm a Philly guy. I, I like the Philly cheesesteaks. And not the, you know, not the Pats and the Genos and, 
it's the little pizza shops on the corner and the uh, it's not the big names. It's the little guys that, that slap on the cheese and the, and the meat. That's where you got to go. Okay. Okay. Chris. Slightly better chance of coming home without a crime being <laughs> happening to you. Slightly better, but it's still, I, I would go with Philly because of that. So I, I asked this question because the three of us have a mutual friend um, and he decided to take us on a tour. I don't know if I told you this boys or not, but um, you know, we had to do the traditional or the, the tour spots, Pat's Gino's, that type of thing. But he also said, Oh, we got this place, this place, this place. And our art director, the guy that does a lot of our gear is from Philly. Um, and he says, Oh no, you go down to this pizza shop. What are you talking about doing Gino's and Pat's and yada, yada, yada. So our mutual friend says, I'm going to take you to a cheesesteak place, but you got to stay with me. Like don't wander off or anything like that. You got to stay with me. And we go roll it into Camden. And I'm looking around going, huh. And when we left, he said, because we were on our way to Baltimore, he says, you know, do you know how to get there? I thought GPS would do it. And so he saw us pulling out and making a turn to get on a freeway. And he blazes past us and stops us and goes, you don't want to go down this neighborhood. I don't care what your GPS says. I'll take you to the freeway. And we kind of went a roundabout way. And I thought, yep. it must be that bad. So I looked it up. Yeah, Camden's not awesome right now. But they got a great cheesesteak out there. Oh, what bridge you went over was Ben Franklin. It uh, There's actually a sign that says, welcome to Jersey, welcome to Camden. Uh, red lights are not mandatory here. So <laughs> don't stop at them. It's at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> was the place called donkeys oh my gosh it's a it looked kind of like a bar it was really yeah. it was really small is, do you know what yeah. i'm talking about yeah i think it is donkeys they are great yeah. um yeah yeah i think it is it was funny because that little bullet hole in the window and i thought okay all right this is gonna be awesome this is gonna be really really awesome well we're glad you're safe bill we're yeah. we're glad you're safe <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't do yeah. it again though, because you know, I, I think that's double jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, this guy, this guy had me, you know, this guy had me at hello, but I mean, it, I mean, it was good. And, and I have a tough time deciding whether I like the Philly cheesesteak better or if I like the Jersey. I mean, and they had shirts that said, you know, F the hoagie and all this stuff. I mean, these guys weren't, they weren't messing around, right? But, <laughs> Um, you know, I, I don't want to tempt fate too far. If I if I can avoid it, yeah, I'm not going to tempt fate too far. So, yeah, maybe door dash it next time over to the Philly side. You know, <laughs> and then bring safer. it across the bridge. That's safer. Yeah, <laughs> you get a sandwich. It's a half eaten sandwich. Yeah, I was hungry. <laughs> you, you have no idea where I had to go to get this. But I have an idea. <laughs> what? Dude, I was hungry. I told you. What's wrong with you? Oh, man. Too funny. Too funny. Well, boys, <laughs> um, as the season progresses, I'm going to uh, keep bringing you guys on. I love your intake on the Phillies. Um, I agree with you guys. I, I think that the, the Phillies have a scenario where they have the same dudes. Um, and it just – there's one statistic I will tell you that I thought, well, there's your series. And that was the stolen bases. Game six and game seven. Eight stolen bases no. for Arizona, one stolen base for Philly, which meant that they were relying too much on their bats and not, you know, 
old school style baseball. So um, I, I'm pumped. We weren't really getting on base in game six or seven. Yeah, either. it's tough to steal. <laughs> yeah. We weren't really getting on base. That's that's a good call. That's a good call. But, boys, we're going to get you on again. I just love talking Phillies baseball. I can't wait to get out there. I can't wait to um, to see you guys again, like see you guys in person this time. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, maybe do a little, you know, go to a cheesesteak place someplace. I'll let you guys take me there this uh, go around. Uh, someplace I don't need a bulletproof vest would be good. Yeah, watch the game from the garage here. I don't know if you've been following the page, but uh, we watch yeah. the games at the DPF garage. So it's uh, you're always welcome here. Top fan is friends of DPF. I love it. Thank you so much. I I actually sent our marketing director your auto reply when you guys aren't available. Yeah. Um, she was very happy with the FTM. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, everybody's got their own. Chris and I have to get about 10 of those out a day. So like the auto reply helps with, there's just going to be a few FTMs. It's just kind of way it happens. It's, it's kind of like in our blood. You're born this way as a Philadelphian. Um, and that, that just, proud. it was the third word we said, or, you know, <laughs> mom, dad, and FTM. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 No, I, I totally, totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Well, boys, I appreciate it. Stick around for a second. Top Fan Rivalry. Make sure that you guys are following Drunk Phil's fans. Um, FPM, uh, or F, I'm sorry, D, DPF. I'm sitting there thinking of the Mets thing now. Oh, my gosh. Um, but make sure you're following these fellas. They do a great job. <laughs> and I can't wait to get out of Philly with you guys. So have a good one, fellas. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, Thanks Phil. That was great. Yep. See you later.